Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode 19. It's a big one today, and uh, you know, and, and it's only fitting that in honor of the number 19, even though the show has a young and not-so-storied history, we should probably uh, begin the program with a retirement uh, for a legendary bit which uh, there will never be one like it again as long as we continue <laughs> well, there doing will the be. show. We just won't pin it on you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's going up to the rafters today. Some will say it's too soon. Some will say that uh, the show isn't storied enough to have any bits retired, but uh, I think it's time for this one to go up. And uh, we are talking, of course, about King Baby. Now, we're, oh, are you going to talk more? Uh, well, you explain why we're retiring. Yeah, yeah. Do I? Say more. I just like, I really like the Canucks parallel. Yeah, yeah. Because that's such an accurate analogy because the Canucks also aren't really a storied enough franchise to have retired any numbers either. So but, uh, I like the way that you were doing that there. You know, it's, uh, it's a legendary bit. It's something that a lot of people apparently identify the show with. <laughs> uh, but uh, I am tired of everywhere I go, people stopping me on the street and <laughs> shouting baby fucker in public spaces. Uh, That's so never happened, has it? It's Well, the Twitter equivalent, essentially. <laughs> so it's time to retire the bit. The Twitter streets. Yeah. And uh, a- as part of this ceremony, we've invited King Baby onto the show uh, here to be with us today. King Baby, hello and, and welcome. <laughs> oh my god i was like he can't possibly be about to do a king baby impression and then there it was I, well i didn't because he's here oh yeah right sorry uh, my yeah. bad he's that here. was that was a baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh king baby uh you've been an, an important figure in the history of this show but uh you know sometimes uh bits run their course and this has certainly happened and uh stefan john if you would please join me in uh, putting the noose around his neck, and we will raise him to the rafters forever. Uh, he wouldn't have come if, if he knew we were going to hang him. I don't yeah. Think. Whoa, 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 what's going on here, fellas? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. Yeah, exactly. It's a steamboat Mickey. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, Goofy. Oh. And I will just press this button, and there he goes. We can dub in real sound effects, right? <laughs> Lifted up. This is better, I think. The <laughs> Probably. Hanging from the ceiling. The best part is Justin's actually looking at the ceiling. <laughs> for for all apartment. time. King Baby, it's been great. Goodbye forever. We'll never mention you on the program again. I don't know if it's been great. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't really been great. We might mention him again, but we're not going to mention like him if in he's the context on the news. of you, uh, you doing know, him. Yeah. 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 So... For those of you out there who um, want to publicly uh, make me out to be some sort of disgusting pedophile, uh, please don't do that because this is not that kind of show anymore. Anyways. Well, it was never that kind of show. Who took that seriously? I mean, come on. I guess like the majority of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> please stop making me out to be a creepy weirdo, please. I put too much work into this show, uh, which has only just become profitable this week. Um, to to have that be the reward, so so please. Yeah, he just hung a baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His legs are kind of kicking. That's why we've become profitable. because yeah, we, we killed a baby. Can't come this be symbolic. Come this be symbolic. Real good. 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 
For real good. 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 That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode 19. The show beginning in earnest right now. It's America's best, worst Canadian sports podcast. The sports podcast that has just retired a bit for the very first time, and maybe the only time ever. We'll see. But uh, Justin Morissette with you in the host chair, as always. And with me is... Stephen Hack. John Cullen. I kind of feel like we've gained some legitimacy. We've been on long enough to, and people listen to us enough to reference in a negative way, but reference something enough that we have to retire it. That yeah. kind of feels cool. I feel like a little more legitimate because oh, of that. I mean, <laughs> obviously, like what the bit was is like not legitimate. Yeah, not at legitimate all. at all. Like yeah. the opposite of legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like in drawing attention to it in this way right now, I'm only going to compound the issue, but. I hope and pray that our listeners have enough respect for me as a decent human being to uh, just leave it alone, please, for the love of God. I don't think that they do, I mean, but if they could see your current <laughs> clean-shaven face, maybe they would have more respect for you because your beard is gone and uh, you are uh, portraying an air of respect. Whether or not you yeah. deserve it, I don't know, but it's you're, you're looking the part I'm trying anyway. to clean my act up here. <laughs> this a, is part a of a new it. era. And yeah. real good show. Shaving was a big part of it, definitely. I respect that. Shaving's uh, a big part of me cleaning anything up. And we can, I guess, check in on, a, on something that we haven't done in a little while, and that's Breakup Breakdown. Uh, yeah, we kind of messed up because we, we got distracted with, uh, with our, our guest, uh, Grania, last week, and uh, we forgot to mention that it was episode 18. Which was your... Which was my prediction for you and Carrie breaking up. And, and Halloween um, had also just passed. That, my, I think my prediction was Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So and right so I'm happy time. to report that Stefan and I were both very successful. Justin shaved his beard. Carrie said, I've had enough of this. I can't deal with seeing your entire face. And uh, it's over. So I, it's like a mixture of emotions, you know, where it's like 99% happy for myself and yeah. 1% sad. So yeah. it is like by definition a oh, mixture. I was going to say for me, it's like 50% happy and then 50% like really happy. Oh, okay. And nice. for me, yeah, like yeah. it's it's very upsetting um, because I put up with a lot towards the end there. She, uh, she called um, Evil Dead 2 the worst movie that she'd ever seen. We watched that before Halloween and uh, wow. that was her... That was her review. She also locked me in a car and made me listen to Smash Mouth at Full Blair, and I, I endured what that song? as well. Uh, hey, now you're an all-star. Nice. I kind of like walking on the sun still, I'll be honest with you. I don't mind it. Was, it, was like it just all-star? or was All-star, it just all-star. That's like a big shiny yeah. tunes too. And that is honestly my least favorite song of all time. Like I have a violent reaction to that. Go play song. Hey Now. <laughs> This is a new bit where anytime <laughs> I don't like anything Justin says, I just start singing All Star. See, we just replaced these bits. It's so cute. <laughs> hey, now, you're an All Star. We should retire this <laughs> one, too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and you hate singing. So yeah. I'm actually, like, kind of pissing you both off at the same time. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, we didn't. Why did she do that? Why did she lock you in the car and make you? <laughs> Just because, like, I tried to skip the song and she was like, "Nope." She went back. She locked the doors Yikes. and rolled the windows up and just cranked that shit. So, so you broke up with her right there. Then. No, I I was willing to put up with that, but wow. she was not willing to put up with me without a beard. That's so. well priorities, right? Exactly. You say potato, I say potato. We're actually still together, though. <laughs> Damn it. You lied to us, I you did. son of a bitch. I did, and I didn't want to break kayfabe there, so I'm, I'm sorry that, uh, that I, I just ruined it. But, uh, you know, good for me. I'm still in a relationship, and uh, hopefully no one will call me baby fucker anymore. So, um, 
Your well, happiness disgusts yeah, me. Yeah, that's that's my good for me this week, anyways. Gentlemen, do you have anything for good for you? Uh, my rec soccer team, Barcelona FC. Uh, we won our last game of the season, one nothing, uh, against the only winless team in the league. But I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Did you nice. score? I did not. I hit, I hit the crossbar. So what were your stats at the end of the season? Uh, two goals and like four assists. Well, wow, that's nice. that's a step up from last season. Oh, la- yeah, last season was horrible. So. Good yeah. for you, Stefan. Thank you. Good for you. Yeah, I would actually say, uh, way to Diego. Ah, it's a Barcelona player. Yeah. I, I still don't know anything. You see, if I cared about this show, I would have done a lot of research about Barcelona FC to make these puns. And I do care about the show. I just don't really care about soccer, unfortunately. So what you're saying is uh, you don't e-care about the show? <laughs> you could just say know. anything and you... And I would think that that yeah. would, would be a pun. Yeah, yeah, as long as you had the intonation. Iker Casillas. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, like, no, I, I'm, I, I know t- that, I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know anything. Saint Iker, he was like the guy who... They named him a saint after his outstanding performance at Euro oh, okay. and World Cup. It's spelled like Iker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like That's what I probably thought it was. Yeah, so. it's cool. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mike and Ikers. <laughs> this is a good bit. Yeah. Very popular candy in Spain. Yeah. John, do you have anything for good for you? Uh, I guess. I, I'm just doing it because uh, you guys both had good for yous. I uh, won the November edition of the Vancouver Story Slam last night, so I'll be competing in the Story Slam finals in December. Uh, it's uh, yeah, just a storytelling competition. You get on stage, tell a story between four and six minutes long. And uh, the winners of each month get a, uh, a berth in the finals, and the finals pays out 500 to the winner, and you get a gigantic trophy. So that's on December 8th. Should be fun. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, 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 yeah, I, I feel like it's barely worth, uh, being congratulated for, but I do appreciate it. Well, so now that you're you. feeling good about yourself, it's time to haul you down with a segment we call. Review, review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Five stars. Is it pointed? This is awesome. The worst episode ever. Thank you for that bumper music, Yerky21, because who else would be sending in bumper music if not for Yerky? It's Review, Review, the segment of the program where we... Uh, take a, a little look into our iTunes reviews, and uh, we have a, a, a great one here this week. <laughs> Define great. Well, someone who's a big fan of the show. Uh, well, two-thirds of the show. The subject line is, fire, 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 toilet. <laughs> and it's written by, John is not good, he is bad. Wow, they made, a, they made their own name <laughs> after that. And the the review is good if you like hearing a thirty year old substitute teacher call college kids pathetic unless he's too busy not being funny or humble bragging how rich his girlfriend's parents are. Justin and Stefan are real good. Five stars. Well, he still gave it five stars. Yeah, exactly. And, and mm. I mean, he said that we were good, so I don't see the problem with the yeah. review. No, really. I think it's a really good review. I'm very, I'm very happy yeah. with it, and uh, it's about time that. Uh, uh, someone who I can only assume is a college student, absolutely went in on John. Well, I mean, yeah, it appears he is a college student. And uh, so all I have to say to that is um, obviously disgruntled that they couldn't get into university. So, um, you know, it's it's really tough when you're like not even in a good position in your life and then you're in a worse position by being in college. I can only assume it's a community college. Well, and this uh, is to from- you, I'd just like to say, no... Uh, Justin, please. Um, 
it's a great review. Fine. Like I'm happy that you gave us five stars and uh, I really look forward to receiving the uh, Staples flyers that you formatted in the mail for the rest of my life. I was going to say though, this is from American iTunes. Uh, and I, I'm not entirely familiar with the American system, but aren't like colleges better than universities down there? Isn't it like reversed? No, it's not called Harvard College or Princeton College or Columbia College or Brown College. But I guess they're like university colleges also, which is both of them at yeah. the same time. I mean, it's whatever. Anyway, yeah, there's like Sprachaw Community College. I guess, right? Well, that, that's a pretty classy joint. Sprachuk Community. It has a theme song. Harvard doesn't have a theme song. Yeah, exactly. Since 1903. Yeah, there's no like Harvard University <laughs> since 1987. Well, Sprachuk's been, you know, been around for more than 100 years. It's probably doing okay for itself. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I guess if you're yeah. looking forward to a career formatting the Staples Flyers. Uh, or uh, being, uh, you know... Um, Dental hygienist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. Or like... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Not a full dentist. No, no, no. It's like a lot of assistant <laughs> jobs in colleges. Like you can assist the person who went to university. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, anyway, listen, um, I think it's a little weird that maybe this person is taking all the things I say seriously, but good for you. I mean, whatever. Like live your life. Um, I'm just joking. You mostly. do play the heel on yeah, the show quite exactly. a bit. Exactly. I'm just we're just all having fun out here. If you're in college well, or universe well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're disparaging babies, but we um but no, like uh, you know, I was in university for 6 years, so it happens, yeah. you know. We're, and we're really peeling back the curtain this week because I feel like this is the week where... Yeah, exactly. This is like our emotions episode. Some of, some of our listeners are just like ruining the jokes a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome well, to us- usually we ruin the jokes. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? So, so, Welcome to episode turn. 19, Emotions. <laughs> so, this episode is brought to you by Carly Rae Jepsen's latest album, Emotion. And all that we can do with them. <laughs> nice. But the people have spoken. And uh, Stefan and I have um, reached out to replace you, John, unfortunately. Okay, uh, uh, that seems unnecessary. W- we didn't want to change the branding. We felt that Justin, Stefan, and John was like a strong trio of names. So we've, Fair. Ju- we've just um, gotten a- another John. Drop the H, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. As an unfortunate consequence of that review, we're, we've reached out and replaced you with a new, funnier John for a segment that we call John's cucking corner and uh stefan would you please join me in welcoming twitter zone john hendron to the show john we're very happy to have you here uh um i'm thrilled i, I can't wait to talk about cucking with you guys <laughs> so yeah we wait, don't so we don't know do much I, about am i not allowed i just have to sit out this segment or how does this work <laughs> no you can talk you can I talk guess. if you want i guess yeah. okay but well, people might get confused if there's two john you know what john other john with no h you you take it i'm being cucked by john <laughs> basically yeah, I mean, before we before we get into it here, I, I must like emphasize that I am never the the crying man. I'm always the guy having sex. <laughs> yeah, you're like the the good side of the. Cup. I'm the cool guy. Yeah, I'm not the I'm not the loser ever. Okay, I'm always not crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, week after week, John, we have been bombarded with questions from the same man again. And again and again and again and again and again, 18 times basically, right from week one just about, asking us uh, which athletes we are most terrified of being cucked by. Uh, And (laughs) I I, uh, didn't know what to say, uh, but we welcome you onto the show right now 
as our cuckolding expert. Uh, so, so thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> Uh, so, which athlete? I will ask the question again. Would you? I, I guess we'll change it up a bit. Actually, which athlete would you most like to cuck? Uh, most like to cuck. Yeah, I would say Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. That's a solid a answer. Man. Yeah, I mean you can't go wrong with Shaq. Uh, and and which athlete would you least like to be cucked by? Well, I must say once again that I've never been uh, the crying man i've never been cucked of course Absolutely, but like it's theoretically never occurred yeah i'm not the crying man however uh i'm absolutely terrified of being cucked uh by shack <laughs> that's that seems fairly reasonable uh um, why, why exactly like what do you have a, a long-standing history with shaquille o'neal uh, you know, it goes back to my childhood. I've always been a little bit afraid of him, and now I can't walk through like a CVS without seeing his face on soft drinks and whatnot. It would just it would haunt me for the rest of my life if uh, Shaq were to cuck me. Thankfully, I've never been cucked, and I've never uh, been the crying man in those scenarios. It's never happened to me. But if it were to happen, and if Shaq were to do it, if he were to perform the cuck, uh, I would be heartbroken and... Uh, Thankfully, I've never been cucked before in my life. So you want to get a preemptive strike in by cucking Shaq before he can cuck you. I mean, that's the name of the game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the, you're the cuck expert. You're the cuckspert. I am, I am the cuck expert. Um, it's been going on for several years. In fact, I was introduced to it uh, by a guy who did devil sticks professionally uh, for a living. He invited me to have sex with his girlfriend, and I didn't realize uh, until afterward that he actually... Uh, did devil sticks for a living so I, I felt okay with it and he cried quite a bit and then afterwards uh we were outside having a cigarette and he began doing uh devil sticks so it was uh it's a very he, interesting experience was he still crying when he did the devil sticks afterwards no it was the only thing that cheered him up <laughs> well i mean yeah cucking and devil sticks just go hand in hand obviously yeah I mean, sometimes you cuck so much, you refer to your own penis as the devil's stick. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry. I, you have to keep it in the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was doing the, the twirly thing where he, like, throws it up in the air and then catches it. And it was really late at night at this point, And, like, the neighborhood was completely still. And all you could really hear was the light sobbing that tapered off and became, like, the sound of devil sticks tapping. <laughs> And it was kind of foggy out. <laughs> well, well, that was your your first encounter uh, with the process. How many times have you have you been the cucker? I've been. I've well, first of all, I've never been uh, the crying man. That's the cucky. You're right. Yeah. The uh, the cuck or the cucky. I've never been that. No one's ever uh, cucked me, and I've never cried during it. Uh, that's actually never zero times. Uh, however, uh, I have done the cucking. I've been the cool guy that has the sex uh, <laughs> countless times. Well, we, we believe you. <laughs> thank you. And uh, we want to thank you so much for, for joining us on your own special segment, John's Cuckold Corner. Oh, I would love to be back anytime. And by the way, I don't know a whole lot about being the crying man because I've never <laughs> uh, actually done that part. But uh, yeah, I would love to talk about being the cool guy that has the sex anytime. <laughs> Well, at, we'd, we'd love to have you back. And we would welcome that opportunity to, to have you. Uh, anytime cuck questions come up, yep. next time cucking is in the news.
Yeah, hopefully, uh, if the question is relating to doing the sex part, I don't know anything about the crime. But yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, John. Thanks, John. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Perfect. John's cuckolding corner with John Hendren hopefully will be a recurring segment on the show. And hopefully at some point he uh, he might even be a full time co-host. Who knows? Well, so wait. So he just left. So does that mean I get to come back on the show now? Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, guess so. King Baby. He's think? dead he's now. <laughs> he's easily dead. We let, we severed his windpipe. <laughs> Justin has looked up at the ceiling at the pretend baby like seven times yeah, so far. Yeah, I really wish we were filming ourselves. He's kind of like this. pointing towards John right now, so I feel like the the there's no actual baby up there. Justin. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I feel like it's okay to bring him back. John, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, it's good to be back. I would just like to say. Um, since this is my reintroduction to the show, I would like to invite all of the college and university <laughs> students listening to the show to join me at my girlfriend's parents' place in Phoenix. <laughs> if they would ever like to come down, beautiful place, pool right next door, right on a golf course. We'll even have like the first ever RGS golf tournament featuring all these college and university players. I mean, they obviously don't know how to play yet because you really don't learn golf until you need it in like a business setting. Um <laughs> And so, you know what I mean? Like you don't really, there's not really like a produce workers at Safeway tournament or whatever, but, um, but yeah, you're more than welcome to come down and, um, we'll just have a great time because I really want to extend that olive branch to all the college and university students and I listening mean, to this podcast. The university of Phoenix is right there also. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you can take it online, but why do that when you can go right there? <laughs> Is it actually located in Phoenix? Uh, I don't believe it actually exists. Like, I'm pretty it's sure like it's online. only an online. Yeah, it's, yeah, it might just be like, like a this, box. Like the servers, yeah. yeah. I'm looking this up because I am curious because, uh, yeah, the stadium in Glendale where the Cardinals play is called the University of Phoenix Stadium, even though they changed the team name from the Phoenix Cardinals to the Arizona Cardinals. And they probably have changed the name of the stadium at least like four times in the last decade, I feel like. Oh, also. probably, yeah. Oh, apparently it does have a campus in Phoenix. It attained a peak enrollment of almost 600,000 students in 2010, but its numbers have declined to 227,000 ever as since of 2015. John Oliver exposed for-profit online colleges. <laughs> That's when the numbers tipped. But yeah, exactly. It hasn't gone well uh, for the University of Phoenix. Um, but once again, if you are a uh, someone taking courses at the University of Phoenix or online, you are welcome to be in John Cullen's first annual RGS golf tournament for the kids. Yeah, and you're probably also welcome to uh, join a student union of some kind, which... Uh Speaking of unions, this has kind of been the week in ah, sports. Good, wow. good segue. Your segue game has been yeah. very good the last like five episodes. I think, especially once you killed the baby, <laughs> just like absolutely, you got that monkey off your back. <laughs> it's been the week where teams have kind of realized that they hold a, a fair amount of power and can uh, use that power to affect positive change, which is you know really refreshing to see, considering that uh, these are um, sports in particular where uh, players' unions are not allowed. Um, but they're kind of doing it anyways, and you've seen that uh, with what the the football team at uh, Missouri has been able to do in ousting the the president of their of their college or uh, I guess that's university. university. Yeah, yeah, that's the university. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, that's uh, that's turned into a pretty uh, dark chapter in college sports, so we probably won't dwell no on that intended. at the moment because. Um, <laughs> 
there are roving gangs of white supremacists trying to like assault people at the moment. I'm, yeah, I'm it's pretty sure it's mass. Yeah, man. it's, it's kind of moved away from sports. To, yeah, yeah, towards just. It's scary. Really, yeah. real life sadness. Yeah, racism. Uh, but uh, good on them for for affecting that change in the first place and sparking this uh, this you know Hell ra- yeah. racist backlash because you got to poke the bear a little bit when Absolutely. it comes to uh, racists in the deep south. I suppose. Fuck yeah, you um, do. I love it. That's uh, what university students can do. See. Yeah, but we're gonna move on to something that's probably a little bit lighter and something that we know a little bit more about, and that is uh, nepotism in hockey, which really came into the forefront again in the hockey world this past weekend uh, in the OHL, where the Flint Firebirds, who were previously the Plymouth Whalers, yeah. I was wondering because I'd never heard of them. Yeah, they, it's they're new this year. Okay, well, and, and good, they, good start. Yeah, to the great year. start yeah. in Flint. And they moved from uh, Plymouth to Flint uh, under a real move from hotbed to hotbed. <laughs> yes, uh, under the the guiding hand of their new owner Rolf Nilsson, who bought the team specifically so he could put his own son Hacken or Hakon. I don't know. Hacken. Hacken. Hakon. I think it's I ha- well. Yeah, There's it's no probably like. Hakon or something. Whatever. They probably, Swedish, just, they probably just call him Hacks. Yeah, exactly. Haxy. <laughs> Haxy, throw me the biscuit, bro. Old, old Haxy Nilsson, uh, a rookie defenseman <laughs> with the Flint Firebirds this year, who some scouts have called a fringe OHL player, a seventh defenseman at best, and uh, he played more than 17 minutes in a come-from-behind overtime victory this past weekend. And uh, after they won 4-3 in OT, the owner still not quite happy with the fact that his son, who shouldn't be in the league, played 18 minutes, decided that it was time to make the move to fire the coaching staff and bring somebody in who would play his kid, I don't know, 22 minutes, 24? I don't know really what would make him happy if that's not enough. Yeah. Well, and uh, so just to clarify for the listeners, the OHL is the Ontario Hockey League, which is a major junior uh, league. So the players have to be uh, 20 and under, um, well, 16 to 20. um, And uh, it is, uh, yeah, oftentimes the teams are owned by uh, people who are heavily involved in the team uh, through their kid playing on the team or or being just involved in hockey, and uh, the Oshawa Generals are the defending champions. So pretty big win for the Flint team, who had a a sub-500 record going into that game as well. So that was also the implication that they beat this Oshawa team, and then uh, the coaches got fired after what would presumably be the biggest win of this young franchise's career. And yeah. and they were basically like playing for their coach's job. There yeah. had been rumblings that he was in trouble uh, for these reasons, and they wanted to go out and make sure that they well, they loved playing for him from in I've such heard. a way. Yeah. yeah, John Gruden was the is still actually the coach of the Flint Firebirds. He was fired and then brought back after the firing took place following that game on Sunday. And uh, the team responded by walking out en masse. If you're going to fire our coach, every single one of us is going to quit the team. And that is exactly what they did. Every coach, every member of the coaching staff, every player on the team, including the owner's son, marched up to the head office and just dropped their jerseys on the floor and said, fuck this, we're out. And... uh, that's kind of awesome. It's pretty badass. Yeah. I just want to say that uh, the coach, John Gruden, it's not like the NFL John Gruden. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different, different John, John Gruden. It's John with an H. Who's equally good yeah. at sports, but just a different sport, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because yeah. yeah, from what I've heard, they they love playing for him. Obviously, they do. If they if, if even the coach's or the uh, owner's son is is going in and throwing his jersey down, and I yeah. hope they actually did throw the jerseys down. Yeah, it's like it's like a real movie. Yeah. That's like a real Mighty Ducks one at a time. Move. They Just, lined up. Yeah, like we're done. Yeah. Let's done. go, Ducks. I'm done. Quack, 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 Ducks. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Just one after another, the stack. I, I of hope that's what it was. Yeah. They were nicely folded. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and this is obviously a huge controversy for the OHL, which is uh, widely regarded as probably the best junior developmental league in terms of sending prospects on mm-hmm. to the to the NHL. I mean, the NCAA and like high school hockey in the U.S. and like the USHL and Junior A leagues all kind of like like to lay claim that they are the best way to go. Um, but the CHL is probably like, can we, Oh yeah, I think as well. Most, yeah, in terms of numbers, the most CHL guys get drafted sure. out of the CHL and I would say that the OHL probably provides the most yeah. highest yeah. percentage of those players imagine. in the overall uh, scope yeah. of, the, of the country. Yeah, I think slightly above the dub. So it doesn't really look good for a, t- a league that's like priding itself on being the top developmental place to go to uh, just be like so uh, knee deep in, in disgusting nepotism, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, you know, good on, on old Haxie there too for, yeah. for, for standing up to his old man, because I don't think there's a lot of kids in junior hockey who have powerful dads uh, rich enough to buy a team who would be willing to like actually oh, yeah. stand up to them. Yeah. Well, it's such a tough... I mean, the whole thing's a tough scenario. To be a young kid and stand up to the owner like that is pretty amazing. I mean, and to get the whole team to buy into that is really tough too because these kind of situations happen more often than you would think in, in junior hockey ranks. Maybe not at the major junior levels, but certainly at the junior A and junior B levels. This kind of stuff is super common, and it's hard for teenagers to speak speak up for themselves and and to get every single person on the team on board is really tough because you're always going to have those kids who are super afraid that it's going to affect their hockey career yeah. that they've presumably put you know hours and hours of their life into and it's their Probably dream half to make of the their NHL. lives at that point yeah exactly their dream to make the nhl and they feel like oh this is a, a chance for me to potentially get blacklisted you know, that's really tough. Yeah. They did rehire the coaching they staff. They did, yes. Dave Branch, the commissioner of the OHL, went in and uh, and brokered <laughs> a meeting between the two sides. And the owner basically uh, was like, I made a, a heated emotional decision. That was the wrong decision. And I apologize. And I would like to formally offer all the coaches their jobs back, which they were rehired. But last I heard, the players had not come back, which I don't know if that's gone any further since, since that uh, – was the case on Monday. Um, I'm not sure. We're looking at a national holiday here today on Wednesday, so I don't know if any negotiations not are national, going on. Provincial holiday. Provincial holiday, really? Which provinces yeah. do not observe this I know Ontario doesn't, for sure. Uh, I don't know if all of them do or not. but uh, Which is a controversy because you would I know think Ontario, Ontario likes to sure. pride itself as the province that uh, respects the veterans the most. Um, and this is just a black uh, mark. That's, what, that's where Ottawa is. <laughs> and Ottawa is uh, it's the capital of Canada. You know, uh, I believe it's pronounced Atewa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> old Otzi. That's what we call it. It's a stat holiday, coast. except in New Brunswick, Ontario, Quebec, and Manitoba. Regardless, you touched on it, John. That like this is super common in like lower levels of Absolutely. junior A and junior B, and I feel like Rolf Nilsson's biggest mistake was trying to do this in major junior, where there are like more prying eyes and a wider fan base and just like media coverage yeah. totally people yeah. care if he'd done this 
in junior A, I have firsthand experience. <laughs> I can tell you from my own professional life, if this was happening in junior A, even a junior A league that prides itself as sending the most kids to NCAA of any junior A league, no one would fucking care at all because I lived it for a year. And it was the worst thing I've ever experienced yeah. in in my professional career. Anyways, it was uh, really terrible um, with a team that uh, I won't name, but I will say was not the team I worked for in Dawson Creek. So take your pick <laughs> of my <laughs> professional background, which other team it could be. Who knows? Uh, but uh, that was a situation where they didn't make that coaching move uh, mid-season. They talked to their coach about what the situation was going to be before the year began, and he decided, as any right-minded professional would, that he was just going to walk away from the team entirely and wanted nothing to do and with not the situation only that, like but that. That, that coach in, uh, was a former NHLer and highly respected uh, member of this hockey community, and I know... Of, I know several of the players that were on the team uh, because I taught them in school and that kind of thing, and they all like loved this guy, thought he was the best. And they so. replaced him with a personal trainer who worked for the athletic training company that the owner also owned. Seems like a bit of a step down. Yeah, and he was, slight step. I mean, he was uh, he he's won the Memorial Cup also so as a backup goalie. As a backup yeah. goalie, who are you know the most pivotal members of every championship of course, team. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. To hear him tell it anyways. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's what they decided to do. And they had three kids on that team who were sons of owners, of two separate owners. Um, one of them uh, was a goaltender who uh, was uh, 16 years old and probably belonged uh, in, in midget, but actually couldn't find a midget team to play for. So they made him the goalie of a junior A team. And he played uh, more than half the season and had probably the worst goaltending stats that that league has seen since maybe the 80s. Because that's how you, you know, that's how hockey and life in general works. When you get cut from a lower position, then you automatically get a higher one. Yeah. And, uh, uh, a lot of kids quit that team because it was a bunch of bullshit. And why wouldn't you? Um, well, and also playing in the BCHL, I mean, you're giving up a lot. Hey, of we didn't say what league it was. All right. Okay, we all live in BC. It's not it's not that big of a stretch. Playing in the BCHL, it could be any one of the BCHL franchises. Yeah, it could be another BCHL. There's more than one BCHL. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I could be talking about the Boston College Hockey League. The, the Bank of Canada Hockey League. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The Bank of Canada Handball League, which yeah. is even better than the Hockey League. Um, the uh, There's a lot of travel. I mean, these kids are like, you know, it, it's hard. If your team is not that good and you're on the bus all the time, and I mean, you, you were on the bus with the team. I certainly was. As their play-by-play person. I mean, you know, you're traveling a shit ton. So if your team is losing and you're not having a very good time and you're also traveling all across, this, all across this vast province getting screamed out on the bus, that's really not very much fun yeah i thought of another bchl uh yeah big chunky ham lovers (laughs) that's that that was that's the one right that's where i work yeah yeah for sure (laughs) i mean i is okay are we is are the lovers big and chunky or is the ham big and chunky uh that's up to the viewer to decide (laughs) who's viewing this i don't know i am (laughs) yeah it's up to us three, yeah. so let's decide, right? Yeah. Now. Uh, I think it's the lovers. Okay. So it, as as yeah. more and more players quit that team or requested trades or just walked away um, and stayed carded on the team but decided that they would just rather 
not play hockey anywhere than continue to play hockey there. Yeah, because, uh, you know, when you're a 16-year-old that's achieved your dream of making a junior A team, that's what you do, is you quit and don't play anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, we would roll into some towns with 12 skaters some nights. Um, and even if we didn't have 12 skaters, even if we had, like, 16 or 17, it didn't really matter. The owner's kid, who was a forward, was going to be playing close to 40 minutes a night every single night. No, well, it, every time. And he's not that good. Yeah. I mean, he, I would say, is a junior A level player. Yes. So it's not like a haxy situation where he maybe is like a very fringe, like, I would say he is a solid third line player. Yes. He would have been a very solid third line player, but to be like on the first line and playing like 30 The entire power night, play. Yeah. Uh, no. The full two minutes. Taking shifts that were sometimes longer than three and a half minutes. As you do. And just yeah. playing close to, if not more than 40 minutes a game, every game. <laughs> uh, I can tell you firsthand, it's a real recipe for success. If you want to ice a winning hockey club, that is definitely the way to do it. Well, I can tell you that as someone who has watched the big chunky ham lovers for years, <laughs> um, Kyle Turris is the best player I've ever seen to come through that league. He was so much better than everyone in that league, and he was only playing in it because he wanted to go. He had already committed to the University of Wisconsin, yeah. So he wanted to keep his NCAA eligibility. So he was playing in this league that was probably beneath him. Easily the best player I've ever seen come through that league, and he was playing maybe eighteen minutes a night. Yeah, because he's seventeen years old. You can't play these kids that much. And it, yeah, like the kids hated it we're just having an awful time one of the guys who was the natural captain and leader of that club uh, was denied having even a letter on his jersey for more than half the season not just the c an a also and the reasoning given for that was that he did not invite the owner's sons to a house party <laughs> Yeah, legit. And this is a kid that, yeah, you were talking about like a natural born leader. Like he's currently playing in the NCAA for a Div 3 school. I guarantee you next year he will have a letter and by the end of his time, he will be the captain of that team. Guarantee you. He's, yeah. like, he's just that kind of natural leader for him to be on this ragtag team of players that wasn't that good to start with and be denied a letter for that is insane. Yeah. Well, it was probably a pretty good house party though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. Oh yeah. I, I would imagine he could throw a pretty good rage. Which, which is why old Haxie going and quitting and, and telling his dad off is so amazing because the kids that I saw last year, the only problem that they reported to their father was that they didn't get invited to a house party. <laughs> <laughs> when, my, when I told my dad I didn't get invited to a house party, he was like, yeah, well, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. And yeah, like that, if I, you know, nepotism in hockey is, is something that is as old as the game itself. Yep. But it's also really bad. And yeah. if I had not been in that situation, I would probably still be a hockey commentator right now. I probably wouldn't live in Vancouver. I would probably live in some small town in another part of Canada doing junior hockey commentary for someone else. Or I would still be with that team because that team would be a real team and not an absolute joke of a franchise who I could not write a single word about from November all the way until 
the end of the season at the end of February because what the fuck do you even say in a situation like that where you are never allowed to say an ill word against the owner's kid, especially the goalie who some nights we were getting blown out in double digits. We would lose by 10 goals and I would have like an injured player doing color with me in the booth and he would just have to be like, oh, Oh, just a real tough break there. Like, oh, he had no chance on that one. Even if it was a goal where the goalie didn't even move his body to even attempt to make a save, we'd have to be like, oh, he's trying out there. What can you say? He's battling real hard. And that was just a perfect shot. Every single shot was a perfect shot. And if you're someone That's like impressive. me who values your integrity uh, and, and ha- only have your word to go by, what do you say about a team like that? Like, what can you say? Well, I will say that the team in question had the lowest goals for in the league at 141 goals. I will tell you that that is the second lowest goals for average in league history. And this is a league that is more than 50 years old. Yeah. It's like 55 years old. Goals against 285 in in 58 games. In 58 games. So roughly five goals a game average against yeah not very good no they they were the lowest in both or well lowest goals for highest goals against and i would reach out to a number of my friends that's a 144 goal differential in the journalism community and be like what do you do about this like what what would you do if you were in my position what would you do if your team was at home letting in all of these goals Uh, I just want to say hungry (laughs) because they didn't get invited to the party with a bunch of munchies and their daddy's gone. And bought the team for them to play on all season long for 40 minutes a night. Um. I just want to say for any listeners. This might be a good time, but for me, this is my hockey life. Uh, Any listeners who aren't uh, sure what nepotism is, it's it's when there's vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry ice cream (laughs) all in one box. I, what? I thought it was a type of pizza. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it it also is. Yeah, I yes. really enjoy like a really like an authentic nepotism pizza. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, would outline <laughs> the entire situation that I was dealing with with all these different flavors of ice cream and authentic pizza <laughs> to to my friends in the journalism community <laughs> and be like, "What would you do with all this ice cream?" And I would just get like blank looks back. Nobody knew how to help me in any way. It was basically just like well, you know, keep your head down, kid, and get the fuck out of there. And uh, that's what I did. And honestly, I guess it's a good thing, ultimately, because I wouldn't be doing this show right now. This show would not exist if I had not gone through that shit. Good thing or bad thing? Eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd like to thank the big, chunky ham lovers. Because otherwise, yeah, otherwise, we yeah, wouldn't be doing... Yeah, we'll, no, I'm, I'm we'll, enjoying we'll this. We'll call the team the 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 Blurry Seagulls. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good... The Blurry Seagulls of the Big Chunky Ham Lovers League. <laughs> no. Well, no, 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 there's no league. It's not the BCHLL. <laughs> it's the lovers. True. Yeah. True. It's like calling it an ATM machine. The Blurry Seagulls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you're listening, owner of the Flint Firebirds, which why wouldn't he be, you know? Of course he is. Rolf Nilsson, I think his last name yeah. was. Nilsson, yeah. Uh, then, you know, buddy, just, just buy a Junior A team and it's all good, man. All good. You can do whatever the fuck you want and no one cares. No. Except your fans who won't turn up to games anymore and you won't even be able to give tickets away. Literally, it was my job to try to give tickets away. We would do like contests on Twitter 
and not get a single entrance. Yeah, their average attendance doesn't look too good. And that's puffed up big time. I wouldn't. That's, I can imagine. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's a lie. <laughs> it's a big lie. Uh, anyways, hopefully I don't get sued for that last segment. We'll see though. <laughs> it's not like I said anything that was untrue. What are the blurry seagulls going to do, really? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, Shit but we can move on from that to uh, something that's even more fun to our official tennis player, uh, Eugenie oh, Bouchard. Jeannie. Who, who finally got her driver's license this week. Hey. Is she still... Uh, she's still concussed, maybe. Uh, maybe she shouldn't be behind the wheel <laughs> of the I was going right to ask, is she, has she played at all since... Uh, uh, not... Si- well, she did she play. She did make that effort to try. And was, yeah, and was too sick to play. God, she is just kind of... Because I remember, la- was it last year, where she was just like the rising star. She was like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can sort of see the parallels with our podcast. <laughs> uh, and now she's, you know, concussed. She can't play tennis anymore. But she's retired her ability to not be able to drive by, by getting her license at the ripe old age of 21. That's true. Um, <laughs> Is she going out with, uh, what's his name still? I don't know if they ever were Kyrgios? technically. Yeah. Kyrgios. Oh, they were never dating. They were never dating. It was never official. We no. just we I just mean, implied. We, we assumed what, what we were implying was that he was the trying. Lights, the lights were out in the locker room, and she was the last one left in the locker room right. because they were banging. Right? Did we make that? I think Did it was that was definitely an implication. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, she got her license in Florida. I mean, Florida. it would be really kind of cute if our two official tennis players did get together. Yeah. She, she's from Montreal. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she lives in Montreal. Doesn't she know? Uh, no. no? Uh, that's a good question. She I must live in Florida then because that's where she pretty got much her every license. major tennis that's player. That's probably where lives they all train. And yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. They all. It's like Sharapova. I mean, she was from Russia, but she moved to Florida when she was like nine. Yeah. I guess it's like hot all the time. Yeah. It's the same as like and all the like top tennis to academies to are down there and stuff yeah. too. Yeah. So. I did. Just look up Nick Kyrgios in Google News, and he's apparently dating Ilya Tomlanovic, who's another Sounds tennis great. player. Oh, so. so he couldn't get Genie, so he just I, moved yeah. on yeah. down the pecking order. Perfect. Uh, well, so we got a mailbag question this week asking us uh, how she made it this long without being able to drive herself anywhere. And the answer to that is she's a professional athlete who can get like shuttled to and yeah, fro or uses Uber without or, difficulty yeah. whenever. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough about that. We just wanted to check in on our official tennis player because it had been a little while. And we will move on to the world of the NBA where there's not much to say except that Steph Curry is unfucking believable this season. Just incredible. But we're going to leave that alone and uh, name Robin Lopez as our official NBA player of the program. Robin Lopez of the Ooh. New York Knicks, who in a recent game against the Toronto Raptors, uh, the official mascot of the Raptors... Um, Rappy, I guess. <laughs> That's not a great name. Rappy Do. Uh, Rappy Do. I don't know. Uh, okay, wait, hold on. I'm going to look up the name, and I want you guys to take actual guesses at what you think the name is. Is, is Robin Lopez the worst Lopez brother? He, uh, Brooks better. I don't. Right? I don't know. Brooke has disappointed me so many times in fantasy basketball. Oh, that's yeah, fantasy basketball. Yeah, but but like to me, he sucks just because of the way he's weighted down my team in right, the past. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Robin is better than him. He is now, but he's well the based on yeah, real the, good show yeah. NBA player. Um, but okay. we have to take real guesses. At so what. yeah, so you guys both. I'll give you, uh, let's say, three guesses. Dino. Each. No. Uh, Jerry. Jurassic. Park. <laughs> no. Uh, Dino. No. All, you're closer than Justin. Um, Soar. Oh, damn it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no. Because then it's a like dinosaur and he's Canadian. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Rex. No. 
Theodore. No, his name is the Raptor. The Raptor. Oh, that's bullshit. That's not a name. That's I just... was way closer with Rappy than yeah, you... the things I said. <laughs> that's just what he is. I know. It's that's not... like if the Canucks, it was like the Orca. Yeah. Well, no, it'd be the Canuck, wouldn't it? In this case. I mean, you have to go with the literal. Oh, I guess. Yeah. No, but he's not a not Canuck. not the Vancouver Orcas. No, but he is actually a Raptor, too. Yeah. And but... he's not a Canuck. He's an Orca. Finn I guess that's orca. true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, that's there's a because Car- Carlton there. the bear would be the bear. He wouldn't be the leaf. He's yeah, a bear. I guess he's a big white bear. It, I wish it was the maple leaf because the maple leaves are actually named after uh, a regiment in the Canadian Army. So they would just be a soldier. Like that'd be such <laughs> a frightening mascot for all these kids. <laughs> well, the raptor who'd previously made headlines for uh, tripping and falling down a flight of stairs, and tearing his Achilles tendon. in an inflatable costume. Oh, sorry, uh, his Achilles tendon. <laughs> That is still one of the greatest it, it, moments of my entire life. You guys have seen that? No. Oh, you haven't seen The Wheel of Fortune? No. Oh, my God. Have you seen it? Oh, I think I have. It's I know the, the, uh, the, guy, uh, the guy rolls. Or oh, I have seen this. Yeah, it's like student a, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, right? and he spins a million. And when you spin the million, you have to solve the puzzle right away. But he got lucky that the puzzle was completely solved. And it was mythological hero Achilles. And he said mythological hero Achilles. And they wouldn't accept that pronunciation. He lost a million dollars. Pat was he, like, you dumb motherfucker. Oh, it was like, Pat didn't even, he was completely flabbergasted. <laughs> They're like, brutal they, about the pronunciations, though. Like, yeah. You have to get it spot on. Pretty but I mean, close, that's yeah. that's horrendous. That's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Achilles? Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, so the Raptors made headlines for that in the past. This time, uh, he was making a power rankings chart of the best Lopez's, Jennifer was at the top. Mario was not far behind her, um, and Brooke and Robin weren't even on the list. Robin Lopez took such an exception to this. We got somebody sent this in as the clip of the week for us to talk about this week. It's not an audio clip, unfortunately. It's, it's all you definitely visual, need to see it. Yeah. But uh, Robin Lopez picks up the, the the power rankings chart, and then breaks it over the raptor's head and it's like a pro wrestling chair shot basically just dumps him and then uh, the raptor drops to the floor and robin lopez uh continues on his merry way i love when mascots get hurt yeah. the best one is uh the denver nuggets mascot when he's getting lowered from the rafters which and he like passed out so he's just like this unconscious <laughs> oh, giant yeah. cat he's so scared yeah that was rough <laughs> so scared that he passed <laughs> yeah. out. or the uh the mighty duck jumping through the flaming hoop yes. and catching on fire yeah which is basically like hockey's equivalent of the shock master yeah, that was awesome. He's going to shock you. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I don't know if you're good. familiar with that little moment in WCW wrestling lore, Stefan, where a guy in a uh, glittery stormtrooper helmet tried to burst through a wall, and he tripped over the wall, and his helmet fell off. <laughs> and he like, scrambled to put it back on. And they're on. trying to make it this like super badass. Like It was all the top wrestlers in WCW on this, like, stage, uh, this stage show being like, this guy, our mystery, our mystery partner, partner, is going to shock you. He's going to shock the world because it's none other than the shock master. And, and the blocking this of this scene like, is so terrible. Every single one of them has their back to the camera. Because they're looking at where the shock master is about to burst through the wall. <laughs> and uh, the helmet just takes a tumble <laughs> off as he like, yeah, trips over the fake wall. I'm yeah. going to have to watch this. Yeah, you got to watch yeah. it. We'll um, post that on our feeds this week. It's not really a mascot thing, but the uh, the... California Condor. 
the Bakersfield Condors <laughs> yeah. when they when they brought like a live condor to the game oh, and it, like it dope. escaped and was yeah. just like flying around. That's amazing. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? And I, the, yeah. the players had to like retreat back into the room because yeah. it was like attacking people around the. So benches. please send us your favorite mascot moments. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I love watching at gmail.com. We would yeah. love to see them. But uh, speaking of the NBA, sorry, just before we move off of Robin Lopez, yeah. I hate to interrupt, but two things. Number one, I love that his name sounds like an R and B singer. Uh, secondly, his fun fact, middle name is Byron, Robin Byron Lopez, really doubling down on those ending with N's. And under the personal section of Wikipedia, we find out that Lopez is an avid comic book enthusiast and also participated in theater productions at Stanford. All the more reason for him to be real good show's official basketball player. But we will stay with the world of basketball right now for a clip that was in clip of the week contention for last week's show, but didn't make it, of course, after Frank Thomas dropped that absolute golden nugget Beautiful. on the They shouldn't hang their heads in shame, there. aside from the fact that they sucked. Um, I'm really upset that I missed that. It was pretty awesome. That's the best clip. And honestly, this one is almost better, I think, because like that's Frank Thomas saying that someone else sucks. Here right now, with our clip of the week, is Kobe Bryant's self-assessment after three games in this NBA season. How frustrating is this thing for you? Oh, extremely. What's the fastest way to turn this thing around? Okay. Well, if I make a damn shot, that I hope. <laughs> I suck right now, dude. You don't have any issues, health issues right now? Yeah, it's, it's I'm the 200th best player in the league right now. <laughs> freaking suck. I freaking suck. I'm the 200th best player in the NBA. Well, he's honest. Yeah. He has sucked this year. Yeah, I, I'm not like huge into basketball, but I, I'll watch because he'll vines of Kobe Bryant playing will like spread across Twitter, uh, just make trying to make the stupidest shots. Yeah, just looking like it's shots that he would have made like five years ago. I, I I wrote on Twitter a few days ago that it's like uh, it's so gratifying for guys who've played pickup for like the last two decades who've yelled like Kobe after like every shitty shot they yeah. attempt that Kobe Bryant's actual shots now look exactly <laughs> like their shots. Yeah, like I think all of this is all that his play is really doing is pointing out how miraculous his style of play was for so long that he took so many low percentage shots and made so many of them like it's incredible. And yeah. and just like probably one of the most like ego driven players. Oh yeah. In his prime also. Yeah, so, he wanted the low percentage shot. He didn't give a shit. He he yeah, he wanted to just go out there and impose his will. Like like LeBron does now or like Steph Curry does. Yeah. And I can only imagine like Kobe watching the highlights of like every Golden State game right now and just like quietly weeping. Yeah, like a yeah. single tear. Well, yeah, he's thirty seven years cheek. old now. And yeah, he's had some bad leg injuries yeah. and, and I, you know. I just looked him up, his middle name is Bean. <laughs> it's good that's uh, like, it Co- actually the Kobe fact, yeah, it's Bean. Like a bean. Kobe like a lima bean, bean Bryant? Yeah. It'd be great why? if it was beef instead, though. Kobe beef, Bryant? <laughs> That's I, true. I see what you do. I, I don't that. know why people, more people don't refer to him as bean, but I guess because he would murder them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. probably. I, don't, I wouldn't want to like, insult I'd call Kobe him Mr. Bean, face. though, because it's respectful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, another reminder, I suppose, that um, <laughs> death comes for us all. I just looked up Kobe bean, Bryant. <laughs> And this great Yahoo Answers came up. This is almost like IMDb message board quality. So I guess someone had referred to him as Kobe Bean Bryant, and the person thought it was his nickname. So he writes on Yahoo Answers. This is back in 2008. 
What does the bean stand for? I have no clue. Is it supposed to be an insult? I really don't see how it could be a compliment. Dot, 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 dot. Update. That's his real name, LOL. Appreciate the answers. <laughs> uh, we, ha- we had another clip of the week contender this week that did not come from the world of sports, but it uh, is related to our show, I suppose. People felt that uh, Jeb Bush this week was uh, courting the real good show vote. He's got my vote. Yeah, if we could vote. Um, and Which you- we can't. He was, of course, answering email questions from anyone who wanted to send him an email. He said he would respond. He's not doing that any longer, unfortunately, because I emailed him several times and got no reply. Stefan, you did get a reply. Yeah, it was very nice of him. I asked him about, uh, there's, there's a vine of him where he says, MacBook Pro, baby, and it's the most awkward thing in the world, and it's really funny. And I was like, hey, thank you for the, and he didn't make the vine, but he's the star of it. And I was like, yeah. thank you for saying MacBook Pro, baby. And he was like, you're welcome. We well, said, you are welcome. Well, he was reflecting on all of the emails that he has received and was asked, what is the funniest or most bizarre? And he had this to say in our secondary clip of the week. Said if you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you? I need to know. And Hell yeah, I would. <laughs> Even if he was really cute? No, look, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta step up, man. I mean, that's, that would be key. Problem with going back in history and doing that is, as we know from the uh, series, what was the name of the Michael Fox movies? Back to the Future has a it could have a dangerous effect on on everything There's else. A lot so. to consider in this. But I'd do it. I mean, okay. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I, my favorite part of that is like his handlers are probably off to the side, being like, "Okay, well, this is going relatively smoothly for a question about baby Hitler." And then he forgot what Back to the Future was, which comes like a which week is like way after more offensive. Back to the Future Day, yeah. like it was just all over. the And news. he calls him Michael Fox. Yeah, Michael Fox. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, like his father did <laughs> called him michael Fox. And, uh, well it's like calling kobe bryant bean. kobe bean Bri- yeah it's like dropping the bean you don't drop the bean, bean. kobe bean bryant um bean but yeah i just oh hell yeah kobe bean <laughs> yeah he was very sure yeah the hell yeah, yeah was dope yeah yeah and at the end being like well you know hitler <laughs> yeah we know Hitler. i just i'm curious i wish that he'd expanded on like what he fears would change like, for the worse in a world without Hitler. Yeah, like, I, I imagine it would be better because Hitler would not have done anything. Like, because Hitler did some pretty, like, he did some bad stuff. Yeah. Okay, we could, I guess we can say that. Um, yeah, we can say that. Yeah, we're allowed to say that. We can right? say that. We're not, I mean, we're, we're the, yeah, we're the only here. podcast that does, really. Yeah, yeah we're very anti-Hitler hey, on this bad. podcast. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've, as we know, Katie Nolan has never spoken never denounced it. Hitler. Yep. Bill Simmons? Never. Never. You know what the ballsier answer would be? be I, I would raise baby Hitler as my own son. <laughs> and then it's kill na- him? nature versus nurture was yeah. hitler gonna be like that no matter what well yeah know. then you yeah then you kill him Once yeah, like i think i saw a tweet that was like uh i wouldn't kill baby hitler i would just accept him into art school yeah as a baby yeah and no then, but just like because he didn't get accepted into art school and then that was like what oh someone did of? tweet something like that when they were, they were like really smarmy about it and it's like oh i wouldn't kill the baby i'm i'm better than that I'd, no I'd, I'd, i I'd, think like, this person was trying to, to be funny they oh, were just okay. kind of trying to say like yeah, all these people are talking about killing babies. It may not have happened if he just got into art school. Like, I think that was like but their whole. To be like, safe, I think you just kill the baby. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, be, you know, be worse. You know, what's worse than Hitler killing six million people? A really good painter killing six million people. Because then you're like, well, I can't enjoy his paintings now. <laughs> so I killed a I, lot more than six million people. I'm just well, okay, uh, you know, but. 
But I know what that's you're saying. like the number. That oh, you have cool yeah. socks. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I just saw them right yeah. now. What's all, what's the? It's uh, Bart Simpson. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. Nice, yeah. dope. All right. Well, we will move on from there into uh, a gentleman who is similarly political, not quite to the Jeb Bush level, but he's considering following that uh, as a as a career path. None other than Mr. John Taffer with a segment we call the Taffer Tracker. He's just a common man. You get a $10 raise per hour if you throw your own employee through a glass window. How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you defend this? I'm sick of you yelling at my wife. You guys think this is okay. I have a reputation, and I have to protect it. And you will destroy it. He's a man. I'm leaving. I am not rescuing your bar. Stefan, what do we have for the Taffer track? Well, as usual, I typed in John Taffer's name to Google News, and this is what popped up. The headline is, and this is entrepreneur.com once again, uh, Bar Rescues John Taffer. This is the key to authenticity. Uh, And he says, authenticity comes from people as much as it comes from concept. It creates authenticity to the environment and makes your business come alive. Uh, And I don't think that really answers the question at all, but... uh, yeah, John Taffer's a mystery. You know, I don't. I don't. I, I. In fact, I think I know less about authenticity now than <laughs> I did before. But uh, I don't know what the key is. I don't know what authenticity even means. Well, like you know, if you're I gonna think serve, I'm pronouncing it right, if you're gonna serve like a steak. Make sure that it's real beef. I guess. Like, See that if he had said that, I I would have understood it. But he's talking about concepts and environments, and I don't know. Isn't doesn't he rescue bars? Yeah, I don't know. But bars make food. Most of the ones yeah, no, the, the, that's why the steak analogy would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I, think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not on entrepreneur.com. It's got to so. be real. Yeah. Like, that was the real, but that's not, he goes against that on the show all the time. Like, the pirate people were being real. They were being true to themselves. That's who they were. I know, well, and they sucked. <laughs> but it's yeah. authentic. Were they business people? No. Yeah, I, I definitely, yeah. Like, every bar he makes is, like, the least authentic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe John Taffer, you know what? John Taffer might be like lying about things He's on TV. He's talking in like platitudes and stuff as he prepares for his political career. This is, this is just completely shaking me up right now. Yeah, Taffer, oh Taffer 2020. Well, this has been the Taffer Tracker. I'm gone. Good night. And we will go from there into the Twitter mailbag. It's ladder time. It's ladder time. Ladder time. What am I reading? You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. And, uh, Stefan, did you ask for any questions this week? Uh, no, do you want me to? No, that's fine. <laughs> we, we, we have enough right here. Who needs them? <laughs> Rene Bork, friend of the Bork, show, Bork. asks, Do you think the NHL Department of Player Safety gave Nathan Bolio a cigar and a beer for his hit on Zach Ronaldo? Wait, so what happened? Zach Ronaldo just got, like, decked by Nathan Bolio yeah, yeah. of the uh, Montreal Zach Ronaldo's Canadians. a prick. Yeah. Bolio. He's, he's, like... The worst. You know yeah. what Beaulieu means? What? En français? Good. Good land. Oh. I was, yeah. was going to say good Lou, but. <laughs> <laughs> or beautiful land, you could even say. Beaulieu. Uh, yeah, he got an intent to injure match penalty. My favorite thing about the NHL Department of Player Safety is that it's always abbreviated DOPS. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why. That just is a really satisfying thing to see in print. The NHL DOPS decided Tuesday to suspend this player. Wait, Anyways, that, that penalty was rescinded, and they decided not to give him a suspension. Was the question, would uh, Montreal players give him champagne No, cigars? did did the Department of Player Safety send him a gift as they rescinded his suspension? Oh, okay. Oh, I, was, I don't know. I was going to say Boston fans would have probably sent him a gift. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, Everything I've heard about Ronaldo, he, somehow you got a third round pick. Yeah, I, I don't understand that at all. But he just seems like a complete clown show. He can't play hockey. He just hurts people. Yeah, yeah. The guy's yeah. an asswipe. Yeah. So like maybe not like a cigar and beer, but maybe like a fruit basket or like some nice Ooh, edible arrangements. I was gonna say edible arrangements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So probably. Um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> or Patrick Burke sent him one of his dad's untied ties. <laughs> uh dan at dan he writes in with uh what sport would hitler be best at oh christ um, badminton it has bad in the name he was a bad guy yeah nice yeah. that was good i like that or like what's the one where you like shoot um like guns at targets and stuff what's the name of that sport it's like shooting shooting trap maybe? shooting <laughs> yeah I biathlon guess. which would also include yeah, skiing. yeah. so that'd be the yeah. bi- biathlon he would ski down a hill and then shoot himself in the head at the bottom <laughs> of it <laughs> <laughs> oh god he has to ski he has to get down the hill before the cyanide pill takes effect. what does this podcast co- come to <laughs> what's a historical podcast marlin- that's true actually yeah. you're right <laughs> uh marlin phillips at marlin the man writes in what kind of sick was stefan last week the flu a fever just achy bones did he puke uh it was the, it was like achy but it was i guess it was maybe a flu very sore throat very achy uh headache you know that one where if, if like you look at the light it like really hurts your eyes and like your head, yeah, it was that one. Okay, Which I think it was a f- fluish, but I, it was a bit of a fever. I, I wasn't nauseous or anything at all. You also had no voice. I couldn't really. T- couldn't well, I couldn't speak. talk just because of the the throat and everything. And, it was and thank you, Grania. Yeah, she was wonderful for stepping in yeah. in his place. And apologies to Grania that uh, I put the accent on the A in her name in the wrong direction oh, when I wrote up the God. show notes. Well, she's, yeah, you she's did. never and coming I, on and here I noticed again. that, and um, yeah, it was really so. I, I really blew it. You did, but yeah. But uh, thank you to her. Because now I don't know how to. Pr- like now it's like grain, yeah, <laughs> with the accent that with the accent agu uh, as opposed to grave. That's how I only know them in French. I assume there's some Gaelic term for how those accents are. Yeah, you know, accent blimey and accent. <laughs> Accent, accent top of the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, top of the morning, Taya. Uh, Todd Fernero writes, would you rather fight Mike Tyson in his prime or attend the Grey Cup in Winnipeg? Oof. Does Win- Winnipeg's an outdoor stadium, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike well, Tyson. no, it might be indoor now. Is the investors group indoor now? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, no, it, I'm pretty sure it's still outdoor. It's still in Winnipeg, though, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike, it's Mike still, Tyson. and it's it's on the, it's a double whammy, because not only is it in Winnipeg, but it's on the campus of the University of Manitoba. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Well, see, I'm assuming if I'm fighting Mike Tyson in his prime, I'm getting paid a shit ton of money. Yeah. It's not just like on the street. Well, it could have uh, been on the street. It's also, an open-air stadium. But also, to, you might die, Stefan. Like, you specifically. I would get, yeah, no. Well, I think I would just, Ooh. I would just run out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. He didn't say I couldn't do that. Just duck out. If I'm if I'm like boxing Mike Tyson, I'm just gonna run out of the ring and be like, yeah, I, I lose. Lose my count. I lose. I'm still gonna get paid. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna pick the Grey Cup. Um, Winnipeg seems like it would be fun. If he asked, if it was in Saskatchewan this year, and he said Saskatchewan, then I would probably yeah. fight Tyson instead. Okay, wait, hold on. Did you guys know that there was a junior CFL? What? Uh, obviously, we didn't. <laughs> 
yeah. So I was just like, because I was looking up the stadium and then it said teams that play at Investors Group Stadium, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Winnipeg Rifles. And I was like, what the fuck? Who are the Winnipeg Rifles? And then it says the Winnipeg Rifles are a Canadian football team based in Winnipeg, Manitoba. The Rifles are members of the Canadian Junior Football League. And then now, so the the CJFL is it features players from the ages of 17 to 22. Well, is it like the West Side Warriors? Uh, I don't know. Warriors. I'm looking it up now. I don't know what the... F- this is Come crazy. Come out and play Junior CFL. I had no... I- this is crazy. T- this is nuts shit, man. I didn't know that this was a thing. Oh, wow. There's and a, there's the a same- BC conference, a Prairie conference, and an Ontario conference. And those are the same player age ranges that would be like university players. Don't isn't yeah. that yeah, where most CFL much, players yeah. come from if they're not American? Yeah, yeah. They're like CIS players. Okay, so there's the uh, there is the CIS Cam- is like Kamloops. the Canadian NCAA just for American listeners. Sorry, yeah, so you and guys- Canadian ones too who probably don't know either. <laughs> you guys can decide who your favorite team is. Here. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, so there's let's the Kamloops Broncos, Langley Rams, Okanagan Sun, Valley Huskers, Vancouver Island Raiders. Uh, there's some team that's called. That's where Andrew Harris played, I think. Okay, Prairie. Okay. That's the BC Prairie Football Conference. Calgary Colts, Edmonton Huskies, Edmonton Wildcats, Regina Thunder, Saskatoon Hilltops, Winnipeg Rifles, <laughs> Ontario Conference, Burlington Braves, GTA Grizzlies, Hamilton Hurricanes, London Beef Eaters, oh. Ottawa Sooners, Predators Football. And Windsor AKO Fratmen. So I guess that's Alpha Kappa Omega Fratmen. It's just a bunch of frat guys? I guess. I gotta go for the frat guys. Yeah, how do you not? I'm going with the Hilltops, because that's literally the only okay, thing well, in Saskatchewan. I'm obviously going to go for the Beef Eaters, then, because <laughs> yeah. for obvious reasons. I knew that the Langley Rams existed. I just think part of me always assumed they were a high school team. Uh, I and just I c- had no idea that this was an actual... Yeah, like I didn't know what this art... This is this is nuts, man. I'm gonna go with the Valley Huskers actually because their record this season is 0 and 10. Uh, they have 87 points for and 531 <laughs> points against. Their so point they're the, differ- real, the real blurry seagulls. Yeah, their them. point differential is negative 444. Oh. The next closest one is Oof. negative 252. Oh my god! Their school fight song is like, "Who gonna lose the game?" <laughs> Huskers do. Well, it's just a bunch of Huskers in a valley somewhere, too. That <laughs> wow, was pretty Justin. good. That, was, that wasn't bad. It was good. Like, was it good or... Yeah, I guess it was good. That it was, was okay. It was pretty I good. Like any, yeah. any Husker do pun is yeah, pretty that's, solid, yeah. I think. I'll give it to you. That was yeah. pretty solid. Do we have any more questions? We or? do. Uh, we do. Yeah, apparently the first Junior Canadian Championship was contested in 1908 when the Parkland Canoe Club of Toronto <laughs> defeated Montreal AAA by a score of 8-1. to one. Imagine losing to a canoe club. Ugh. It's not even a football yeah, team. Yeah, it can't be. It's, it's like losing guys to the canoe. Probably. Yeah. It's not very good, is it? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, this is awesome. I, this is uh, something I didn't even know. I'm. Uh, yeah, that's great. CJFL schedule. I want to see how like what the worst game, the worst loss for the Huskers was. Anyway, uh, continue, and I'll I'll just update it. Mac Wilkie writes in for Justin and Stefan. If you were given a Spiza jersey as a gift, what would you do with it? No burning allowed. Well, why would I burn it first? Are we still doing this thing where the bit where I like Spiza? That's not a bit. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah. That's, I was uh, testing you guys. Uh, I would obviously, I would wear it all the time or I would hang it up uh, yeah. nicely, like frame it, 
try and get it signed. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Cause yeah, if I wear obviously if I if I hang it up, I can't wear it, and it's the type of thing I'd like to wear all the time. I so. would definitely hang it uh, in my apartment for sure. I mean, you guys have been to my apartment; you've seen like my. You sports, got a lot of memorabilia. My sports wall mm-hmm. of fame, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's a combined effort from me and my roommate. Um, yeah, it's good. And uh, yeah, I just put it up there, right next to uh, you know Steve Nash and Mike Bibby and all the classic jerseys that hang from the rafters of my apartment. Um, so the. Uh, the Valley Huskers lost their worst margin of defeat was 64 points. Uh, they lost 64 to nothing <laughs> to the Okanagan Sun. They uh, surrendered 72 points to the Kamloops Broncos, but they scored 17, 72 to 17. And then they also had Okanagan Sun beat them by 64 and 63 points. They also beat them 66 to 3. So for those of you keeping track at home, in two games, the combined score between the Okanagan Sun and Valley Huskers was 130 three it's pretty bad yeah it's not great it is not well, i'm hoping it was great. at least like a nice field goal the west far out <laughs> the west shore rebels only managed to beat them 27 22 so it's probably not a great uh day for the for the rebels although maybe they're like the second worst team uh they're not, yeah they're not very good either but at least they didn't give it well they lost to the okanagan sun 78 to 7 so that's not <laughs> particularly good i need to watch some of this football <laughs> yeah I think. yeah is that on tsn5 because it should <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> TSN five the Senko, <laughs> um, or I guess in Canada the Le Sank. Tyson Naiwa writes in, and he didn't have any notes on his name pronunciation. Yeah, so last I assume week, you got so it right. Last probably week. got it right. Yeah, you could have at least congratulated me, Tyson. I feel like that's very inconsiderate of you. Yeah, very. But uh, he says Lucas Pisa loses his iPod, and one of you guys finds it. You click shuffle. What's the first song that comes on? Uh, Wake it, me up before you go go. No, it's one of those um, like motivational CDs. It's like you can do it. <laughs> Believe in yourself. It's like Boz Lerman, the sunscreen. Yeah, song. exactly. I'm gonna go with um, the theme from Fame. I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Occasional intern Aaron Mackay writes: Would you buy this gun from Jose Canseco? And links to a tweet. Yes. From Jose Canseco. Yes. Sight, sight unseen. This yes. is the 45 caliber Remington that shot my finger off. It is for sale if anyone wants to buy yeah, it. Yeah, obviously. It has a scorpion yeah, on the handle. Yeah, it has a scorpion on the handle. And uh, it's the gun that, yeah, I'd put it on my sports wall right next to the Spisa jersey. For sure Absolutely. I would buy that. Does he have his thumb also for sale? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, you could make like, part a, of a, like a yeah. framed exactly yeah. with the gun <laughs> and the thumb. And his thumb, And yeah. a certificate of authenticity signed by Jose Canseco. Yeah, and the signature's really shitty because he doesn't have a thumb now. So that's how you know it's like his authentic signature. Uh, occasional intern Aaron Mackay also writes in with the Lucas Pisa would do question of the week. Question is, would you give up all the memories of GoldenEye, Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, and Mario 64 to get rid of Lucas Pisa? Ooh, wow. That's an intense question. Well, I mean, obviously, I, it, he means keep Lucas Pisa. Yes. Right? yes. Oh, so we're still we doing the bit Pisa. where you like him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think. I guess so. I don't know how long this is going to last. That one hasn't. It's not in the rafters. Yeah, so. But then we're know. retiring Lucas Pisa's number. Well, for the Canucks, that'd be about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess... Well, in a way, yeah, no, I think I would because then you can go back to those games the f- and experience them the first time. Also, you know I mean? Perfect Dark was not on his list. 
Well, so I'm gonna say it's like yes, a better version sure. of Goldeneye. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you could get you can get on that. Do you guys ever play Jet Force Gemini? And you guys ever get into that one? Um, that no. was the rare one for 64. It was like a weird like space. Is that, that was like a third shooter. person shooter? Like you're yeah. kind of walking around. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one. Um, I liked Excite Bike 64. That was a lot. Of oh, fun. I never played it yeah. for 64. It was good for 64. Obviously, liked the Nintendo. You but. could like really hurt your biker and stuff. Oh, dope. That yeah, was fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, at Dastardly Jerks writes in, "What would you trade for Patrick Marlowe and um, Jet Lucas Force Gemini?" Pisa. I never played I, it. No, I'm not giving up Spisa. <laughs> I never played it. I got Perfect Dark right here. I just. What would up. I trade for Pat? How has, many years does he have left on his deal? Has he been good this year at all? I haven't really. Yeah, he's attention. good. Yeah. Did you not see that sick goal he scored? I mean, one of the nicest. The Sharks had like a great start. Yeah, now they're they're seven, and then they've become what people expected them to be. They're not the apex predators that their team nickname would have you believe. Ah, no. (laughs) Um, But so far this season, in 15 games, he's uh, got nine points, four goals, five assists. Yeah, and one really nice goal. He's still a good player, but okay. So contract is this his last year? Um, probably if they're looking at trading him. I mean, I don't know, but. Because uh, I'm doing this from the Leafs' perspective, um, okay. I would trade literally anything. <laughs> aside from it, like I'd trade anyone on our NHL team. Wow, that's not true. We just don't need him. Like what? Like what are we gonna do with one year of Marlowe? Was he gonna give us one more? Like what? We're gonna have 18 wins instead of 17 now, or like what? Marlowe has one more year left after this at okay. six point five. Well, six point six six point six six. He's got the yeah. devil contract. Nice. Okay, so he said he would accept a trade to the Ducks, yeah. the Kings, or are the rangers okay so if i'm the ducks i would deal uh ricard raquel well, i just yeah, think his someone like that or like um Silverberg. one of their young d guys i think his value goes up having a 6.66 million dollar contract too. it's a pretty cool i want contract. that contract on yeah. my books definitely I'd, I'd give speed of that contract <laughs> kaylee crosby writes in how crazy is don cherry um what on what scale? Is, is that just like the question that's just the question he's pretty crazy i don't i feel like it's a put on i feel like he's probably pretty together. i don't think it's a put on anymore he's like 90 years old yeah, he's so that's old. all him. there's no way it's a put he's on. insane he's old as shit uh it's matt writes in what toppings would go on a lucas pizza pizza well the best toppings obviously a big big sauce it'd be a big nepotism pizza obviously <laughs> authentic nepotism pizza you know how when you go to like you you like a pizza place is trying to be like funky or cool and they have like all these kind of like weird toppings that you wouldn't really find yeah like you wouldn't really find at a normal pizza place um all of those okay yeah so it's like a pizza but all of the untraditional toppings they have he's a very untraditional player well that's what i mean it's like all the worst in a good way though well come on we can still I can bed. still hate him. He's on the Canucks. I so thought I, like I thought your bit was. I thought you were part You're of the bit too. You're very neutral. Yeah, I'm like Switzerland. I'm neutral. <laughs> Blimpy boy at early '90s pants writes in. This guy on the bus next to me is refusing to go to Uncle Fatih's because it's not fresh slice. I am not making this up. Oh, that guy's an idiot. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. That guy's a real idiot. I hope he got kicked off the bus. I hope the yeah. driver just pulled over and was like, get Uncle out. Fatih's is way better. That's a Lucas Pizza yeah. place right there. Yeah. It's a great pizza place. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's the uh, well, it's not really because it's a great pizza place, but it's cheap. Yeah. No, so that's not true. Lucas yeah, Pizza. That is true. <laughs> yeah. He's more like Flying Wedge. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> $7,000 yeah. a slice. Yeah. It's good, but it, it costs more than it should. A uh, friend of the show, Taehoon Kim at TKim Photo writes in. This is our last one, right? Injury, yes, had Thank the most God. devastating effects on a team's season. 
I Marcus Naslin with the Canucks when he when broke I his leg. Yeah, he broke his leg. Yeah, because that was like the very beginning of those West Coast Express yeah. teams becoming good. Yeah, and like, oh, we're gonna do something this year, and like, it, didn't it happen like right before like the playoffs? Yeah, because like I think it, I think it was after the was it before or after the I don't remember. anyway I think it was against Buffalo and he like slid into the boards that's what I recall yeah but yeah he snapped his leg uh, I think and that like, just, like any NFL injury really because like legitimately if you have an injury to your star player you lose yeah like your season is over there's only so many like Dallas for example I don't think Dallas is gonna win the league this year but they were probably a playoff team and then Des Bryant and Tony Romo yeah. both go down. And honestly, even if just one of them went down, their season was probably in jeopardy. But they've also yet to win a game with Greg Hardy in the lineup because of those injuries. So it's pretty fucking great if you ask. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not saying I cheer for the Cowboys. And um, I am totally fine with Greg Hardy never experiencing joy in his life again. Um, and I'm going to say Seth Rollins, which I know. Oh, devastating. It's not, uh, not real sports, I guess. but like That's my guy, man. Yeah, me too. And I was trying to put it in like perspective for Stefan in terms of like how like you could relate this injury to like the NHL basically and so Seth Rollins was the uh, champion of WWE we're going to talk wrestling for a quick second here uh, so you can walk away from the podcast for the next two minutes if you want but I'll just get it over with uh, he to- blew out his ACL his MCL and tore his meniscus on Thursday night the at triple a- whammy at a house show in Ireland uh, doing a sunset flip into a powerbomb off the turnbuckle he landed on the inside of his foot and his entire knee and leg just buckled. But to his credit, he somehow still powerbombed Kane through a table, picked him up, hit the pedigree, and pinned him to finish the match. On the pedigree, you land on, on your, your knees. knees oh, also, my God. Which Ugh. is probably how he tore his meniscus. Oh, so it's probably just like wow, wow. the ligaments were torn. That's disgusting. But uh, to put this in perspective for you, Stefan, um, imagine a world where, like, in the NHL, Sidney Crosby hates Gary Bettman so much that he leaves the league to go become a lacrosse player. Um, Alex Ovechkin has too many concussions and can no longer play. Uh, Evgeny Malkin takes a break. He leaves the league to go make a reality show. Uh, Zach Parise. Russia's top pierogi master. (laughs) Zach Parise uh, just gets a random shoulder injury and will be out for the next six months. Uh, Carey Price has like an intestinal issue where he can only play like 10 games a season. He can only play with a colostomy bag. (laughs) Connor McDavid threw his... Arms up to celebrate his first goal ever and blew out his rotator cuff. Kind of happened. Um, Jack Eichel also blew out his rotator cuff. Jack Eichel was getting a perm and uh, the chemicals seeped into his brain. <laughs> Yaramir Yager is discovered to be like super racist and we're not allowed to talk about him anymore. And in a world where all of that happens, Steven Stamkos also just blew out his knee and will be gone for the next so That's year. what the WWE is going through right now. Basically. That yes. was also really... Uh, when Steven Stamkos broke his leg, that really sucked. I really wanted to see him in the Olympics. Yeah, that yeah. would have been awesome. Then that's a good answer to this question, too. Because Stamkos' like, leg injury had more... Because I was trying to think, like, there's no... Because, like, no sport is as dependent on narrative because they're not actually telling a story the way the WWE is, who just lost the main character of the story they've been telling for two years. Yeah. Here's the thing, like... The, that was crazy. We won without Stamkos or Tavares. Yeah. Like, arguably two of our top 
five best players. And that Stamkos injury... Could you imagine if that happened to any other team in the Olympics? Like, if Ovechkin and Malkin got injured, would Russia... I mean, well, they suck anyway, but, like, <laughs> would it, could, like they'd just be... They'd be finished. They'd yeah. be completely done. Yeah. It's hilarious. Anyway, But, continue. like, that Stamkos injury is probably a good example because it's the only one where, like, the narrative of the hockey season also got impacted in an extremely negative way because like it was, Oh, can't wait. Crosby and Stamkos together at last at the Olympics. We're going to like just roll over everyone on our way towards the gold. And he broke his leg and people weren't even sad about the NHL. The entire response to that injury was like fucking Olympics, man. Yeah. Fucking Olympics. Absolutely. Um, but okay. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like the McDavid injury is bad for like the narrative that like Sportsnet was trying to sell and TSN this season. Well, TSN doesn't have game rights anymore. Yeah, but it's you go to their, you go to their website, yeah, it's still yeah. Connor McDavid, McDavid, wall McDavid, wall. McDavid. But like you know, a lot of Edmonton Oilers games are nationally broadcast this year, specifically on the idea that people are going to want to tune in and which see is true David. I definitely want to tune in to watch him. Yeah, yeah, and now he's not there. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of. Uh, yeah, like but fuck injuries Edmonton. affecting Edmonton, Edmonton deserves that narrative. But like, I also like it when like uh, like sports writers who are like narratively obsessed like shit on the WWE. It's like, man, this is what you want sports to be. You know, you can't like buy into storylines and then shit on something that's story driven yeah. for real because it's well. fake and you're trying to sell something that's fake. I don't know. Anyway, never mind. Regardless, that'll do it for the Twitter mailbag, and we will move into Stefan's pool party. <laughs> And Stefan, how do how are things going in the Luongo? Uh, Still no uh, new Johnny bumper, Vin. hey? Can no one no one's gonna make so I don't have to listen to that frightening Stephen King Malone. I like it. No, it, it it's suitable for because yeah, I don't even care about the Luongo <laughs> League anymore. I'm, but I'm, you won this week. No, I didn't. Oh, no, you that was a, that was a different league. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a league where I'm doing well in, but yeah, no, the Luongo League. Uh, uh, let's just not talk about that. <laughs> Take a look at the Spiza pool instead, Fuck. where this week your dad made me an offer. He wants to give me Rafi Torres. He made you an offer you could refuse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, kudos to Mike Fail, whose team is plummeting down the standings once again. We were very concerned as to how he was going to survive uh, the, the devastating loss of Tanner Glass, but he's now uh, usurped my place. He's in second to last. Can I just ask uh, who's in last right now? Uh, that would be you. Oh, yeah. By a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I have a really bad team. Actually, you you're do. on the rise. You had a, a, a plus 3.5 swing last night. So, Man, I had a brutal night last night. My team got four assists, was a plus six, and I had a goalie win, uh, which was crazy. Like, I was in an, a serious pool last year, and my team overall was like minus 20. And somehow this year, my collection of stinkeroo fuck faces is just like lighting up the plus minus stats. <laughs> It makes no sense. Apparently, last year I should have rostered such plus-minus stalwarts as Matt Hendricks and Nick Holden. Like, <laughs> fuck, this is just disgusting. And we're Kay. both we're both on the rise in a big way, John. You're in uh, fifth now. I'm in sixth. That's gross. And uh, Verviticus is back on the podium. My team is plus thirteen. It's impressive. How the fuck is that possible? Like, oh my god. 
And uh, Mike Fail at the moment only two and a half or three and a half points rather uh, from taking over top spot, Stefan. So do you feel the heat coming from around the corner? A little bit, but I did just pick up Kari Ramo. Okay. So I think that's that's going to help quite a bit. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's probably a, as good a strategy as any. And that will do it for the Spies of Pool Talk for this week. We will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, one good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. All right, I know. Usually say, gentlemen, what do you like this week? That's Dude, do you want to go first, John? But you know. Yeah, I can go first. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I'm switching back to books. I seem to go from book to music, but uh, when I was on uh, vacation in um, the, you know, sort of nice place that my girlfriend's parents have in... uh I didn't even know that that was a thing that people were paying attention to. I was was always bringing it up because I was like, yeah, this is crazy that I get to do these things. I'm a fucking bum. I, I make not nearly enough money to like i shouldn't be able to do any of and also for someone who's ripping on you for being a substitute teacher i will say on your behalf that you have gotten full-time teaching offers in the past that's true and turned them down to further pursue your comedy and curling that's right absolutely which is not not advisable but that is what i have done (laughs) so here we are um yeah so i uh anyway was when I was on vacation, read this awesome book, uh, actually as part of a book club uh, that some comedians have put together. And um, the book is uh, called The Brief uh, Wondrous Life of Oscar Wow, uh, W-A-O. And it's a uh, book written by Juno Diaz. It won the Pulitzer in 2007. Uh, Really, really cool book, uh, basically about this uh, guy who um, is second generation uh, Dominican immigrant to New Jersey. And uh, just kind of he's kind of a overweight nerd who uh, can't get laid and is in love with girls. Uh, One of those like kind of just over the top, totally falls for girls. And it's just kind of about his life story. And it's uh, told from a really interesting perspective. I won't reveal who's telling the story because that's not revealed until later in the book. But it's anyway, it was a really, really great book. Uh, Really liked it. One of the best reads I've had in a while. So if you're into reading, uh, check that out. It's uh, yeah, it's a really good one. The title once again, The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wow. Wow. That's good. Splash, splash. <laughs> uh, I recently rewatched John Wick. Oh, and oh my God, I love that. What movie a film! So much. It's, it's the greatest. It's great. And I also just found out that uh, Peter Stormare was cast in John Wick too. Yeah, and Common uh, is playing the, the the grand villain of that. Is he? At the moment. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Common from uh, he's on that Spike TV furniture show. <laughs> um, That's the one. Yeah. John Wick. No, oh, John Wick is so much fun. Name? Like Common. Common ground. Is, yeah, or no, it's not that. Oh, okay, I thought it, it was something like that. Common chairs. It's like furniture yeah. buddies or something. I don't okay. know. Um, <laughs> no, John Wick is... I'd watch the shit out of that show. <laughs> if you haven't seen John Wick, it's directed by the guy who choreographed all the fight scenes in the Matrix trilogy. Yeah. And it's just, it's so much fun. It is It's just non-spectacular. And it's like the best revenge movie. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's perfectly cast. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Oh, okay. And... Some other people. Uh, Alfie Allen. Yeah. Who's uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the Game of Thrones guy. Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Dope. It's super violent. You said it's on Netflix? No, oh, it's no, but I have it on Blu-ray. You should come over and watch it. Sometime. Sounds good. No, my buddy came over to my house and he's got like an emergency Blu-ray copy of John Wick that he carries with him at all times. Interesting. Yeah, and I was very happy he had it because we watched it. That's great. It was an emergency. Well, you need to watch John. Yeah, Wick. you always yeah. need to watch John Wick. Fair. Like okay. Once every like three months, basically yeah. at least. Like it okay. is. Sounds good. It is one of the best action movies. Uh, ever? Yeah, I would say. <laughs> like I was gonna say of the last several no, years, ever. and then like no, of all years. It's so ridiculous. Uh, and yeah, I actually saw that. Um, I think on the very first episode, I recommended a movie called The Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw John Wick in theaters on a Sunday night, and then saw The Guest the very next day That's on a Monday. Good back to back. And I was like, I will never see two better action movies in such quick succession yeah. ever again in my entire. Wow, life. I'm not so sure because this weekend back to back, I saw Spectre and the Peanuts movie. So nonstop, <laughs> action packed weekend let me tell you what oh uh, i i'm just joking i didn't see either of those movies. <laughs> i'm going to recommend a combination music and movie uh, sort of thing right now last night i saw rodriguez at the vogue theater here in vancouver and he's not even on a tour he just came to vancouver to play two nights i think because there's like a lot of like uh, South African people who live here, like at the fall of apartheid, I feel oh, like a, a South lot African of guy? a lot of South Africans moved to Vancouver. Um, I don't know how or why they chose this place, but uh, he is extremely popular in South Africa. Oh, okay. um, like he he's a, a folk singer from the early '70s who never found success in America. But uh, was like South Africans Bob Dylan. Was there that basically. documentary? About yes, him? and it is yeah. a documentary that, that won Man. the Oscar. Searching for Sugar Man. The name of the film came out in 2012, and I saw him perform live last night. His name's Sixto Rodriguez. He was so good. He's like really old now, and he played the entire set without a band, just one old man playing a guitar, and people were just like screaming, I love you Rodriguez! Throughout the entire show, and he'd just be like I know it's the drinks talking but keep talking I love you too. And like, Where's he from? He is from like Detroit. Oh, okay. If you haven't seen Searching for Sugar Man, no, I haven't. I've wanted. At I've... least in Canada, it is on Netflix right now. Yeah, it's a great movie. His music is great, and like I shed a single tear at the concert last night because I felt like I was seeing something like so rare and special and amazing. So we're gonna hear a little bit of him to close out the show today. Are you sure it wasn't because Carrie broke up with you? <laughs> It's a good bit. I'm pretty sure. I like Thank that you. bit. Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> hey now, you're an all-star. Get the game on. Go play. Hey I now, swear that the outro music today will be Rodriguez and not Smash Mouth. It should be Smash Mouth. Yeah, it should be Smash Mouth. It should be Rodriguez walk, covering walking on, Smash Yeah, Walking on the Sun even. He did a, a fair number of covers last night. It is a shame that Smash Mouth Yeah, that is a huge shame. It ain't no joke. I'd like to bother with the token. Teach the world. But to Steph and I, I'm shocked that you did not money. recommend Fallout 4. Well, I figure everyone's playing it instead of listening to us. Anyway, so. <laughs> okay. Well, with that in mind, that will do it for this week's episode. Our intern is. Aaron Mackay for the first time in a while. Our roommate is Brooke Halverson. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Smash mouth. Goodbye to the baby. <laughs> Somebody.
sugar man Won't you hurry Cause I'm tired of these scenes For a blue coin Won't you bring back All those colors to my dreams Silver magic ships you carry Jumpers Coke, Sweet Mary Jane Sugar Man Met a false friend On a lonely dusty road Lost my heart When I found it It had turned to dead black coal Silver magic ships you carry Jumpers, Coke, Sweet Mary Jane Sugar Man, you're the answer That makes my questions disappear I'm gone. Good night. <laughs>